Good morning, church family. This is Pastor Ryan here coming to you live right now. This is being recorded. Some of you are going to get a copy of this later today. But we are doing our first Facebook Live video uh, of our worship service. There's just a small group of people here that have been tremendous uh, in this difficult time. But I, I am grateful to be able to bring this service to you this, uh, this morning. Uh, God has uniquely blessed us in a lot of different ways with a lot of very talented people to do this. I want to just give you a couple of quick announcements uh, and, uh, and then I'm going to step off the stage and go change uh, into a little bit more appropriate clothing to be preaching God's Word this morning. Uh, and, and also, some of you judge me for, for wearing my pajamas, but I know most of you are wearing your pajamas right now. So we're, let's get on the same page here, okay? But I'm going to go and change. Uh, but there's something really important uh, about uh, what we're doing here, Okay. Uh, you know, we are always talking about, you know, our faith family. We're always talking about we are the church. And there's a lot of folks that are mourning the fact that they can't be at church. But you know what, guys? If you are, are gathered together with us this morning, if you have been serving this week and you plan to continue to serve the Lord this week and connect with the body of Christ, with, with, with ministry and service, uh, you are at church because we are the body of Christ. It's not about this building. But we are gathering in his name, and we know his spirit is with us. I, I want to share with you, though, just uh, some quick announcements about ways that you can, can stay connected with what we're doing. Because I've talked to some pastors this week. Uh, there's a lot of folks that are scared for a lot of reasons. There's some pastors that are concerned that their church isn't going to make it through this, especially as we're not, if we're not gathering and giving weekly and staying connected weekly in Sunday school or, or we call life connection groups or joining together. But you know what? I'm not concerned because I've seen more ministry sprout up this week uh, than I've seen in a long time in our church. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kind of give you some things that are going on. And if you would like to serve and if you have the opportunity, I want you to email me at ryan at fbmason.org, ryan at fbmason.org, and tell me I'm available to serve. I'm going to read off some opportunities. You just respond to me that you're available, and I will do my best to connect everyone uh, to ministry, okay? So first off, uh, we are recording this sermon right now as it's broadcast to you live, this service. Uh, but not everybody has the ability to see it live. And so we're, as we're recording it, we're going to burn DVDs uh, to deliver out later, hopefully later today or tomorrow. We've taken a lot of DVD players to some folks that don't have the ability to see this live, and we've already installed the DVD players. But if you have a computer or a device that can take a digital file and burn a DVD, would you please email me and let me know that you want to help burn DVDs so we can... Uh, you know, cut that time down on how long it takes to burn these things. Uh, let me know about that. Um, also, we are going to be delivering now over 30 hot meals uh, every day this week, at least through this crisis. It started just with us taking meals to some of our own, uh, but we're going to be able to deliver a lot of hot meals to people. Not everyone's in our church family, but everybody, God has called us to love and minister to everyone. So I need more people to, if you're available uh, from 3.30 to about 1 o'clock uh, to come and, 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 and serve some hot meals, just to pick them up and distribute them, let me know by emailing me. Pastor Eddie and our Seekers Ministry are organizing that, but I'll be the clearinghouse of gathering information to give to Eddie to go to work. So we need help with that. So email me there, 
Also, it's important, I want you, there's been some changes in the community. The Mason uh, uh, County Food Bank, or we're calling it the Food Pantry now, is going to be open every Monday through April from 3 to 5.30. Now, if you need food, you don't do the normal thing and pull up there and go in. Just pull up, and you're going to be directed, and they're going to bring the food out to your vehicle, okay? Because we're trying to limit contact in, in the middle of this crisis with this virus. So that'll be every Monday through April. Uh, also, we have something really cool that, that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Um, right now, as, as, I'm, as I'm speaking to you live, uh, Pastor Marcelo uh, and some of, of our Spanish-speaking congregation are in the youth room having worship, uh, singing uh, songs in Spanish, and he'll be preaching. We're making plans next week to launch a new Facebook page page, Premier Iglesia Baptista of Mason. So we'll have our own First Baptist Church of Mason in Spanish Facebook page, and we're going to try to broadcast that live as well. So if you have some skill or availability to come and maybe just help run a, a slideshow or to be participate in that, we, we could use help with that. Uh, and the, the, the last uh, main uh, announcement I want to make before we get rolling this morning is that uh, right now we're exploring different platforms. Uh, virtual platforms uh, in order for us to be able to get live connection groups running again. Uh, And so just be watching Facebook, watch your email. Uh, If you're not getting emails, send me an email, ryan at fbmason.org, and I will make sure and connect you with that. But we're going to try to get our live connection groups going again. Children's Sunday School, uh, yesterday Melissa, our children's ministry team leader, got with some some team members, and they delivered lessons to all the kids that come to Sunday School. We're going to be sending out, uh, I think, emailing the videos out. Uh, but we're going to get in for more information about that. I think the women's Bible study, they might be meeting virtually today or later on in the week. That's coming very shortly. Uh, so we're, we're going we're gonna to actually aim at getting all of our regular ministry back on track differently. But it's still going to be the same ministry, okay? Uh, and the, the last thing I want to mention, if you have a prayer concern, the, I mean, th- this hasn't changed either. Prayer at fbmason.org. Prayer at fbmason.org. Send those prayers and praises in. Our, our prayer chain is on it. Uh, we can't hand the prayer chain out because there's hardly anyone here, but we're going to email the prayer, ch- the prayer list out every week to that prayer chain. So if you're not associated with a prayer chain, send an email to prayer at fbmason.org and just say, I want to be a part of the prayer chain. It's not a rumor mill. It's not a gossip mill. It's strictly for prayer. And if you want to be a part of that, I encourage you to do it. Very, very last, and I'm going to turn it over to Pastor John so I can go change. But throughout the service, um, if, if God starts speaking to you in a special way, uh, or if um, uh, you, you have a prayer request or something of that nature, uh, I want you to send a text message to me. Uh, my, my phone number is 325-805-0123. That's 325-805-0123. Or an email, ryan at fbmason.org. And I forgot one other thing. Uh, give us some grace here. I do want to tell you how to give to the church, okay? Uh, it's really important that our faith family, uh, stay, as they can, they stay faithfully uh, tithing and giving to the church to help us continue to do these ministries because we're not slowing down what we're doing. Uh, and so uh, there's a couple of things. That there's a, there are ways to give. Number one, you can just mail a check-in. Mail a check-in to, to First Baptist Church of Mason, P.O. Box, 370 Mason, Texas 76856, okay? 
Uh, there's another way to give, though, until we are physically open again. Uh, it's electronic giving. It's already in place. A uh, couple ways to do that. You could just go to our, our website, which is fbmason.org slash give, or just go to fbmason.org. There's a tab. It says give. You can click on that. It'll give you instructions. There's two different ways, though, to give. You can give just a general tithe, but we added a new fund yesterday called the Crisis Fund. If you want to give specifically, and I'm, re- and I'm talking to our guests that are joining us today through Facebook Live, you can uh, give directly as a designated gift to crisis. And what we're going to use those, the money for in the crisis fund is to, is to you know, purchase food to, to keep people uh, healthy with ways that we can. And there's, we've even had some folks that have been laid off in our church family. I know the government's going to do some stuff and step in. Uh, but, you know, I, I believe that God can meet the needs a lot better than the government. And so if you give money to that, we're going to put it to work. So that those are the, those that we just passed the offering plate, okay? Uh, you, you can also text the word GIVE to this phone number, uh, 325-221-4460, 325-221-4460. Text the word GIVE, you'll get some instructions. Anyways, you know how to contact me you have any other questions about what's going on. Uh, But it's going to be a fun morning. I'm looking forward to worshiping with you and to preaching God's word in just a bit. Pastor John. Well, as you're you're gathered around either your phone, iPad, uh, or electronic device, or your TV, uh, we're going to start this morning uh, with some prayer. So let's, uh, let's close our eyes and bow our heads in prayer as we come to the Father. Lord, I thank you for all that you're doing in these extraordinary times and uncertain times. And as we try and connect with one another uh, electronically, but in our homes, I pray for the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to, to descend right now. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would, uh, the church has never been about the building, it's always been about the people. And Lord, you can move mightily in your people. And I pray right now that as we worship, as we hear your word, as we pray together, Lord, that you would move. Move in a powerful way for those that are feeling anxious, worried, or even lost during this time. I pray that, Lord, you would bring, bring your comfort, bring your joy, and most of all, Lord, bring your hope. I said, Lord, be with us now as we worship together in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Did you feel the mountains tremble? Did you hear the oceans roll? When the people rose to sing of Jesus Christ, the risen one. Did you feel the people tremble? Did you hear the singers roll? When the lost began to sing of Jesus Christ, the saving one, we can 
see that God you're moving mighty river through the nations young and old will turn to Jesus fling wide you heavenly gates prepare some scripture and uh, comes from Psalm 103 entitled the forgiving God starting at verse 1 my soul bless the Lord and all that is within me bless his holy name my soul bless the Lord And do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. 
He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord executes acts of righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He revealed his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. He is slow to anger and he is abounding in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve or repaid us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love toward those that fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we are made of, remembering that we are dust. Let us uh, continue in, in our worship together.
You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are waymaker. Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you, I worship you, you are here, healing every heart, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, turning lives around, I worship you, I worship you. You are here, man in every heart. I worship you, yeah. I worship you, Lord. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Oh.
You split the sea. You split the 
Sing it. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. And I am a child of God. I am, I am, I am a child of God. I am, I am a child sing over that fear and sing that we are no longer slaves to that fear because I'm no longer a slave to fear so true that I am a child of God because I'm no longer a slave to fear and I am a child Father God, we've gathered, Lord, in your name this morning. Father, just a few of us, Lord, in this place that we call your house. But God, your word tells us, Father, when your people, Father, called by your name, Father, giving your glorious grace in a relationship, Father. Lord God, we're given your spirit, Father, Lord, and you tabernacle within us. Father, we are so grateful for your presence in our lives. And Father, as we are gathered, Lord, together here in a small group, as we're gathered in living rooms, as we're gathered in vehicles, as we're gathered... Uh, Lord, play probably remote places alone, Father, maybe even somebody that, uh, Lord, isn't even connected to here at all. Father God, we know, Lord, that your presence is with us. So we ask, Father, that as we worship, Father God, as we look to your word, Lord, that you would conquer fear in our life, Father. Lord, the type of fear that is irrational, the type of fear, Father, that lies. But God, we would, Lord, be drawn into a relationship with you and to know in your presence, Father. Lord, there is true and awe-inspiring fear, Father. Your word tells us, God, that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, not this irrational junk that so many are experiencing. Father, free us from that this morning. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man, I almost jumped out of myself this morning uh, singing uh, down here. Uh, thank you, the John and the, uh, Pastor John and the praise team. Uh, and I got to just tell you up front before we jump into it this morning and in, in, into the sermon that we do have some, some time constraints, uh, how long we can be on Facebook Live. So Jed, Tedder, uh, you're going to get your wish this morning. We are restricted to eight hours, so I can use the full eight if I need to, uh, but don't worry, it won't be the full eight. Uh, it'll be shorter than that, uh, but we are definitely going to get into God's Word this morning. Um, we're going to be, um, and I'll tell you about the text uh, here in just a moment. So we, um, and also by the way, if you've been with us from the beginning of the service, I am wearing pants now, okay? I'm out of my pajamas. I don't know if you can see that, but um, I, I, um, th- th- this has been a difficult week, right? It's been a lot going on, and I know, I know that you've, you, maybe you've experienced some anxiety and some fear. Um, I know that um, it's, it was a busy week for us in, in trying to respond to try to help and keep our, our, our church family connected. Uh, I believe it was Wednesday uh, that uh, Pastor Eddie and I, some of you know Pastor Eddie, Pastor uh, Eddie Willie was a deacon and then a year, about a year ago we called some lay pastors and ordained some lay pastors and uh, Eddie uh, has some responsibility over discipleship but also the seekers ministry and we're, we're meeting up here to go out and to visit 
a lot of our senior adults uh, to let them know that we're here for them. They're going to be safe. We're going to keep them fed. Uh, look after them. And uh, he shared a devotion with me uh, that he had. And uh, the, the text that he shared with me was First Peter chapter 1, uh, verse uh, 3 through 9. Uh, and when I read that text and I, I just meditated on it throughout the week, I thought, man, that is where the Lord is going to lead us this week. And so that's where we're going to be. You can go ahead and Open your own copy of God's Word. Uh, if you're on our email list, I sent out a sermon guide uh, yesterday. Uh, you can kind of follow along with some points as we go along this morning. But uh, we're going we're gonna to be in that text this morning. Um, but as, as we begin to look at it, I, I want to just start off. The, the title of my sermon is, What's Your End Game? What's Your End Game? Uh, this past year, there was a movie that came out called Endgame. Now, a lot of you aren't going to know about it, but if you're on Facebook Live, you probably know about Endgame. It's, it's a superhero movie based on comic characters, the Avengers, and it, there's been these, these different movies over, t- over 10 years. And in every one of the movies, the villain in the movie is trying to gather this special stone to put in this glove he's going to make and he's really morbid and uh you know he thinks he's doing good and he thinks the universe would be better if we had less living creatures in it so finally he collects all the stones and he snaps his fingers and half of, i mean half i mean exactly half of all living creation in the universe just disappears into oblivion it's a really sad scene whenever you see a you know husband and wife and one of the spouses disappears or children disappear or close friends are together and they're just gone you know, it's just it's kind of sobering. Now, I just want to start off on the offset and tell you that, that this crisis, this, this you know, COVID-19, call it coronavirus, whatever it is, um, you know, you've you got to approach it uh, one of two ways, okay? Um, some of us think that it's much to do about nothing. Uh, some people will think it's, it's really serious. Uh, you know, I have chosen to err on the side of caution because I want you to know, especially for our vulnerable and our senior adults, I do not want to bury anybody uh, through this crisis. So I just want to ask you to take it seriously, okay? Because we don't want to see people we know and love through this experience pass away. Uh, Just this morning, one of our our church members was here, and they have a relative uh, that's being tested right now in another community. Take it seriously. But on the other side of the idea, what is your end game? Um, There's something going on here. uh, Because... I have the perspective. Everyone's saying that, that ev- this is such a new thing. and you, I mean, you've heard this before, right? Everything changed after this. A previous generation remembers the, the Kennedy assassination. I'm not old enough to remember that, to live through it. But people say everything changed after that. In, in my generation, it was 9-11. You know, every, you know there's so many things. Everything changed after that point in time in history. I, a lot of people are saying this event, this, this true pandemic is, is, is something that, that's going to make everything change. But, but I don't think that's 100. I mean, there'll be things that'll change. Right, we're, we're doing church different. That's changed. But our circumstances in which we live, um, and, and, you know, they might change sometimes. But our God has never changed. And, and the environment that we live in, it has never changed. Sometimes, though, God pulls the curtain back from some of us to see that we're living in a broken and fallen world. But guys, you know, the, the, this coronavirus uh, is just a result of a broken and fallen world. Uh, but we live in a broken and fallen world every day. And, and if you have drawn closer to the Lord in this time, if you've been able to reach out to your neighbors and helping people, or you've prayed more, or you've gotten God's word more, 
Because that's a reality we have to live in every day. We, we don't have to have this type of situation because we're already in it. But, but I, I do want to address uh, the, the, the fear concern, okay? Um, I've heard people talk about fear lately and, and, um, and some things that have been said and gone around that I don't completely agree with. But I don't know if you're going to agree with this statement. But listen to this statement. I believe that fear is real and important. Uh, fear is a gift from God to protect us. If you have no fear, then you are a sociopath. And there's something mentally wrong with you. Now, but hear me out here. However, faith in Christ delivers us from irrational fear and gives birth to a bold fear of God. Do you hear what I'm saying there? I mean, the, the Word of God tells, I mean, whenever, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm fearful that if there's a, you know, a rattlesnake, you know, I, I'm not going to say, I ain't scared of that snake. You know, this snake bites me, I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to get away from it. I don't want to be bit. Um, but, but, but. You know, we don't have to be irrational in our fear. And we're seeing a lot of panic and chaos. And I just want you to know, perhaps a reason that you're living and you're just gripped with so much fear right now is that you don't have a relationship with God. Uh, And and that's what the sermon's about today. But maybe you have that relationship, but sometimes you've been falling back into that old old lifestyle, that, that, that old pattern of fear. I want you to know, God wants you to be free from it, okay? And so we're, we're going to talk about that this morning. So follow along with me in your own copy of God's Word, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 9. Uh, this is Peter saying, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because of His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which, though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ." Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seen him now, you believe in him. And rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is a great text that Peter brings to us. Uh, And uh, there's some really important points, though, that I just want to kind of dig out of the text just just for for the next few moments. First, come with me in verse 3 and 4 again. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. I want to talk about hope for a minute, okay? I believe there's a difference between living hope and dead hope. Right now, there's a lot of people that are hanging on to a hope. Okay, I hope that the government's going to give a stimulus. The government's going to come out with a with a vaccine. Uh, the hope that they're not going to lose their job. The hope that they're not going to get sick. The hope that someone else isn't going to get sick. And and and, and leaning hard into that hope, uh, hope that that they can just hold everything together and, and not lose in the middle of all this stuff. But I want you to know that is not going to carry you very far. Here in this text, as as a matter of fact, let's look at it. It says that because of his great mercy he has given us new birth what kind of hope you have 
Do you have, do you have the living hope or do you have the dead hope? Some people have this idea about salvation or about hope. They, they, they believe that, um, you know, they, they've messed up. We all know what sin is. We all know what our, mess, what our problems are. Uh, and, and we know that we need to be going to church. We know that we need to be reading the Bible. We know we need to pray. Uh, but we've kind of been stubborn about it. We're supposed to be leading our family spiritually. And sometimes people like to bargain with God. And they like to say, you know what, God, you know, um, you know man, my wife's been on my case. I, I, I know I need to, you know, stop that habit that, that, that keeps causing me problems. And Okay, God, I'll tell you what, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stop doing blank, and I'll finally go and do blank. And if I do that, God, things are going to be okay between you and me, right? Kind of a mentality of, of bargaining. You know, I'm going to give you something, you're going to give me something. But you know what, guys, this text says that it's, it's God's great mercy, what is, why does it say great mercy? Because you cannot bargain with God. You have nothing that you can give God that, that, that is of value. There's nothing that you can give God or do for God that he's going to do something good for you. That's not how it works, guys. It's about completely surrendering your life to him and, and not trying to trade for something. Some people think that if you go to church or you do this, this, or this, you're going to be okay with God. God just doesn't want parts of your life or a temporary faith, a temporal faith. That we, we come out of the shell whenever crisis happens. He wants us to be living in relationship with him every single day. You can't bargain with God. You can't bargain for salvation with God. That is dead hope. And the words there in the text, it says that he has given us new birth into a living hope. That, the word new birth is... is, is uh, it's, that, that word is also used in the original Greek uh, that means begotten. You remember John three sixteen? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It means that literally it comes from him, but it's, it's something completely uh, you know, associated with God coming out of God. But it says that we have been given new birth. It means there has to be something completely new and different that comes as a result of his great mercy that gives us this hope. It's something that we can do to grab it. There's nothing that we can, you know, get right to protect ourselves. It's only through complete surrender that we give him our lives and we grab hold of this living hope. This is a bold confidence that cannot be overcome by irrational fear. Think about that, living hope. I mean, this is a bold confidence that cannot be shattered away whenever coronavirus hits. Making a run on toilet paper, I don't know what's up with that. I, I don't know. But, I mean, there's a lot of people that feel really lost. They're having to hoard and do all these things. Now, if, if I'm stepping on your toes, I'm not trying to step on your toes, man. Okay? I mean, I, 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 I'm hoping that it's God speaking to your heart this morning. Because he wants a relationship with you. He wants something to be changed. Because this is, this is what it says living hope is. Living hope is an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. But dead hope evaporates the moment a crisis shows up. Okay, so you're going to say, okay, preacher, I hear you. But come on, man, have you been out there? Have you heard about this? I, I read yesterday. We're all reading a lot of crazy stuff, but I read yesterday that next week we're going to see 70,000 of these cases. Uh, You know, I mean, people are taking all the food and taking all the toilet paper and all the bleach. Um, I mean, come on, we got to do something to protect our, and be a good steward. I I don't disagree with that, but not this irrational hope, because in verse 5 it tells us, um, you are being guarded by God's power through faith 
for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Peter uses the word, you are being guarded by God's power. I, I love this verse. When it talks about how we live on this earth in relationship with God, if we have that relationship, there is something tangible. Have you heard of the 50-50 proposition? Um, it, it's, a, it's a term used in, in apologetics. Um, but we can, let, let's start this way, 50-50 proposition. If there's a 50-50 chance that coronavirus is real and, and, and deadly. Uh, so it's either real and deadly or it's not. Okay? Well, I've decided for, as a pastor and, and, and as a father and a husband, I'm going to side on caution. Well, the same thing is true about God. Some people aren't really sure if this God is real, if this, this Bible that so many people cling to and read and study is, is, is accurate and God is real. It's a 50-50 chance, but I want you to know it's not a gamble for me. I've seen too much evidence uh, that God is real and powerful. And I want you to think about this, the word power. There's two different texts that I'm going to share with you real quick as I was reading this that, that really bring out the meaning of, of this verse. Ephesians chapter 1, 13 and 14, it says, In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given a, as a pledge of, your, of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. What that text means is whenever you come into relationship with God, I'm talking about that real living hope, when you surrender your life to him, Scripture talks about you're giving a gift. You're given the Holy Spirit of God, and that Holy Spirit is given to you to seal you and to protect you as a down payment for heaven, a, pound, a, found, a, a, a down payment for a life that will be lived for the king. In, in his kingdom, and he will lead you and take care of you. Another text that, 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 that just illustrates this, it uses the same word here, power. It says, if John, uh, Paul wrote in Romans 1, 16a, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. That word power that's used here and also the word power that's used in, in, in chapter 5 of 1 Peter chapter 1 is dynamos in the Greek. It's where we get the word dynamite. And it basically has the, the meaning that whenever it is, it, is, it is used and put to force, it has effect. Okay? Whenever you've seen an explosion, God's power is effective. And if you have a relationship with him, you can go to bed tonight having confidence that he is going to protect you. He is going to do a work in you. Maybe not just for, you know, not, not, maybe, maybe you do experience trials. We're going to look at that in just a second. Maybe it is going to be difficult. But he's got a plan to preserve your soul. He's got a plan to preserve you for his own purposes and his own glory. And that's what a living hope is all about. That's what a real confident end game is all about. Now, um, I mentioned a while ago, some might take offense to this. But I must tell you, I think it's important for you to know this. If you are relying on your own strength through this crisis and, and not God, uh, you are clinging to a dead hope and you are as good as dead. It's as though you have the last stage of the coronavirus and it's going to choke your life from you. Now, it's not just a physical life. It's about a relationship with God. You know, in, in Luke chapter 10, uh, he described, Jesus is, is, tells the story here about how he's sending out 
uh, his disciples by two. He says, I'm sending you out, and they're going to go out, and they're going to prophesy. They're going to evangelize. They're going to share the kingdom of God with people. He, he says, I send you out as sheep amongst the wolves. But he tells them, if you're going out in my name, under my power, you'll be preserved. Guys, if you don't have this relationship with God, if you don't have this living hope, you're living in a world full of wolves that are going to hurt you. And life is. Coronavirus should scare the daylights out of you. But if you have a relationship with God, there is nothing to fear. Nothing whatsoever. If you come into my home right now, i got a lot of food. Okay, because I, I got four kids, there, there's always a lot of food there. I got a freezer full of venison, and uh, I think I got some pork in there. We got a lot of fish. Um, if you try to break into my home and take that away from my kids, uh, you're, you're going you're gonna to meet a big stick. Okay, but guys, the point is, is that God is the biggest stick, and, and I am confident that He is going to do a work and protect me in my home. Because I have a relationship with him. And we follow him. We've given our lives over to him. Do you have that type of relationship? The last point, we're nearly done. We're fixing to land the plane here, as it's it's called. And let's read verse 6 and following. Uh, It says, you rejoice in this. This great power, this salvation that's promised to you. You rejoice in this. Even though now for a short time, if necessary, You suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Let's just stop right there. Guys, um, these verses that I just read is literally what everything is about that, we're, that I'm referring to. Everything, everything that's going on around us with this coronavirus. And from what I believe, in my opinion, but I think it's in God's word right before us here, it's about this very thing that's happening. It says in the text that, that we experience gr- these griefs and we go through these various trials for a reason. I mean, it, it, you know... It, you know, some people are out there right now saying that, you know, that, that this is, that this is the, the second coming is, is about to happen. Jesus is fixing a return. Uh, some people are saying that this is the, you know, the Armageddon uh, or that God has sent this virus down, you know, as, as a judgment on the earth. And first, I'm going to tell you, if people are saying that and they have all this bold confidence, I think it's a bunch of hogwash because Scripture tells us that we don't know. There are signs that we can see, but there's been things going on like this for, for a long, long time. But here's what I do know, no matter what is really going on around us. These trials, these griefs that go on right here and right now, God has a plan for them. He didn't cause them, but he's got a plan to work through them to accomplish something in you. And here's what it is. He wants to prove in you if you have a real relationship with him. Or if you've gone running from the hills and you're panicking and you're, you're just terrified and you're gripped with fear, perhaps, perhaps, maybe, it's because you don't have a real relationship with Jesus Christ. But maybe you're in that relationship, okay? Maybe, maybe you do have it, but, 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 but you've been wavering and you've been falling behind and you realize that you've been living in really more of a temporal faith because you're not really drawn close to God and His Word. You're not really drawn close to God's people. I'm going to tell you, if, if, you're, if you're a follower of the King... He doesn't want you to be a lone ranger. He wants you to live in relationship with other people. He wants you to be a part of his kingdom, not just living on this earth for yourself, but for his purposes. That's what the church is all about, guys, because we're, we're, we're messed up folks, and we need to be encouraged, and we need to help, and we, we want to serve the king together. That's what it's all about. 
And he wants to sharpen us. I love these words here. Look, listen again what it says in verse 7. So that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And you know, uh, there's been a lot of talk in this crisis that there's going to be something provided uh, to help people out. You know, I mean, it, did you hear about the stimulus? Uh, you know, the Senate, if they can get this bill passed, there's a chance there's going to be all these checks going out. You know, what if I told you right now I could give you a big advance on the stimulus right now? How many of you like, sign me up, okay? I mean, come on, count me. I mean, I, I, I'm an adult, Rachel's an adult. I, believe me, we didn't make $150,000 together last year. I got four kids. You can do the math. That's going to be a check, right? Got to tithe off that check. But, you know, it's, it, you know there, it's a chance it's going to come, you know, um, John's laughing because I don't think he ties, but I know I'm going to tithe off my check. No, I'm joking. It wouldn't be a Sunday morning without giving John a hard time, would it? Hey, listen, but listen, do you want a down payment on that stimulus? Right here, right here, I, I've, got, I've got something for you. What, what if I told you I, I got something I want to give you right now? Right now. How about this? How about this? So, now, I promise you, the, these are not shaky to, uh, coins. These are real silver, and well, I didn't know there was going to be gold in there, too. I got, I got real silver and gold right here. I mean, I, I don't know how much it's worth. It, this, this is hundreds of dollars right here. The price of silver has been going up. But guys, I'm going to tell you, I mean, I want to give you something valuable. But he, here's what the Word of God says. That there is something that God intends for you to have that's more valuable than refined gold. Something more valuable than silver. He wants to give you a relationship with himself that is proven. He wants you to have a relationship with him that will not just be temporary, but you will be connected to his kingdom. You won't live in irrational fear. You will live in humble fear of him, but living in confidence. But that only happens whenever you receive his great mercy. You need a relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to surrender your life to God. What does that mean? First and foremost, the only way we can do that is we cry out to King Jesus and ask him to forgive us of our sins. Ask him to take away our unrighteousness and to give us his perfection. He promises in his word that he is going to do that. And then if whenever you, you, you ask for that forgiveness, you also, you also commit to turn your life over to him. I don't know what that's going to mean. But right now, whenever God has stripped all these other things away, it's really not that hard, is it? Uh, I mean, some of you can't even go to work. Some of you can't go out and do your hobbies. Some of you can't go out and do your sports. Some of you don't, can't, can't go to school. But you can cry out to God. You can start living for him. So what we're going to do, I'm going to bow my head, and you can pray with me right where you are. I'm going to ask you to pray with me. I'm going to ask for God's great mercy uh, to continue to, to abide in me, but I'm going to ask for God's mercy in your life. And then I'm going to say a prayer. And if you are not sure if you have a relationship with Jesus, if you're not sure if you die tonight, if you stand before God, if you'll be able to stand before his judgment, here, here's what it means. When you stand before God his judgment, uh, he's going to ask you, why should I let you into my heaven? And if you try to list off the things that you've done, he, he's going to tell you it ain't going to work. But if you, can, if you can say with confidence, it's because I have a relationship with your son. Your son paid the price for me when he died on the cross as the perfect sacrifice for me. I promise you, you're going to be in the kingdom. But here's, here's more than that, though, guys. The kingdom is here and it is now. 
We're living in the kingdom. In the middle of the chaos, we're in the kingdom. That's what living hope is about. But it begins with a relationship with him. Pray with me in your living room, wherever you are right now. Father, I give you thanks for the chaos. I give you thanks for the reason to be fearful. But to know, Lord, in my relationship, Father, I can live without fear in the middle of this. Because I fear you. I'm in a relationship with you, Father. I do want to ask specifically, God, that you would please protect and stand guard in your mighty power over the homes of people that are listening right now, Father. Lord, I pray pray that people would heed the warnings about what this disease is doing. But, Father, we know the most wicked disease of all is sin. Father, if there's people listening in right now, Father, worshiping here, Father, and they don't have a relationship with you, God, I ask that you would please offer that mercy right now. If you're listening to me and you want a relationship with God, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I am far from you. I know there is nothing that I can do to bargain or to get right with you. It's only by your mercy and your love. And God, I want your mercy. I want your forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sin. I will give you my life. All of it. Not just the temporary stuff. Not the the temporary moments. But I want to follow you with all of my life. Please give me a new life. And secure a place for me in your kingdom. I want living hope. I want dead hope to be as far away from me as it can be. Thank you for forgiving me of my sin. Thank you for this new life you've given me. We pray these things in Jesus' name. I want you to know, if you prayed that prayer with me for the first time, you are now a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ to me. That's what salvation is. But I want you to know, you, you got to have more. you got to be connected. You can't do more, but there's more, there's more to come. So if you prayed that prayer for the first time, uh, I want you to do something. I want you to send me a message on Messenger through Facebook. I want you to send me a text message, 325-805-0123. Or send me an email at ryan at fbmason.org. I want you to just let me know. I, I, I prayed with you today, Pastor. I want to know what it means to really start following Jesus now. Because I want you to know, God's got a plan for your life. And you can start living real, authentic life in the middle of this chaos. That's God's plan for you. If you've got any other concerns um, or, or, or fear or, or anything you want to visit about, man, connect with us. We're fixing to ha- ha- play one more song. Uh, and you, you can, I know some of you are going to tune off and you're going to be done with the service. And that's great. That's okay. But man, if, if God is still speaking to you, you still want to do business with him, man, just worship him. Maybe worship him for the first time in this new reality, in this living hope. Oh, what a Savior, isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Bow down before him, for he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah.
Oh, what a Savior. Oh, what a Savior. Isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen. Bow down before him. For he is Lord. Remember, remember, church, uh, church is not over. Uh, we're wrapping up this service now, but the body goes out. Uh, the body of Christ continues to move, uh, continues to, to serve, uh, and continues to have the gospel on our lips. Thank you to everybody that made this possible. Uh, we are so grateful to, to encourage you. I hope it's been a blessing to the, the churches that are listening in that couldn't meet. Uh, I want to I tell you, if you're a part of a church, you couldn't do Facebook Live, send an email, ryan at fdmason.org. We want to help you. Uh, be able to do this. It's not that tough. We got some great expertise. But again, thank you for joining us. And uh, man, wouldn't it be awesome if all of a sudden we were all able to gather back here next Sunday? But if not, we're going to be on Facebook Live again. We'll catch you out throughout the week. Thank you again. God bless.